everyone, it's Danny. And it's Zach. Welcome to our Ignite Your Fire podcast. And for today, we are going to be meeting with this wonderful person named Laura Calvert. She's the executive director at Elo Farm Foundation. And we are so excited to be talking with her because she's our first live real guest. Yes, Laura, say hello. <laughs> hello, Danny and Zach. I'm so honored that I am the first guest ever on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. We really hit a home run with this one. Absolutely. It is our <laughs> pleasure. You guys strap in. We're so excited to offer this amazing conversation where we're going to be talking to Laura about plants, about farming, about what nature can do for people's mental health and well-being, and so much more. We've got an awesome retreat coming up, so stay tuned. Hey, Danny. Hey, Zach. Guess what? What? We got an awesome new opportunity for you. <gasps> Tell me more. We got this great virtual wellness retreat that we're partnering with Ella Farm to be able to uh, bring you. So we're sitting in this beautiful location right now, and we wish we could bring you out here for an in-person wellness retreat, which I promise you we will. Yes. But for the time being, we're going to offer this awesome new virtual wellness retreat. Can you tell me about it now, Danny? now that I've asked you about it? Um, all right, you guys. So this retreat is going to be fantastic. It's a week long, about 25 minutes of content per day, all virtual, brought to you by Eloa Farm and Focus Results. You're going to have about five minutes each day of meditation. Hello. Namaste. You'll have 10 minutes of fitness, and that is going to range from yoga to burpees to jump roping to you name it. We all know what Zach is capable of. And all then, levels, by the way. Oh, yes. All <laughs> levels. No experience is needed. And children, you're welcome, too. Um, and then we're going to have 10 minutes from Aloha. Laura is here, our lovely guest. Do you want to sprinkle in what Eloa is going to be offering? Sure. So um, we are going to be offering garden-related tutorials, cooking, um, you know, plant care. So just how you can create uh, a wellness space within your own home and how you can cook your way to wellness as well. Perfect. I think you said it earlier, and I just love it, the whole idea of seed to plate. Ah, yes. So stay tuned, you guys. Sign up. It's kicking off on March 1st. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell the people that you don't like so that they can become healthy, and then you'll like them. Let's get well, everybody. Stay focused, guys. Namaste. Welcome back, everyone. So, Laura, tell us about your position, and tell us about what you do here at Eloa. So I am the executive director of Eloa Farm Foundation. Uh, we are a historic farm that's located in Lake Forest. We just celebrated its centennial a few years ago. Um, so it's a really beautiful place. It's historically and architecturally significant. We operate an organic farm. We have a weekly market in this during the season. Uh, we have a learning kitchen and we do all sorts of educational programming for the community around gardening, cooking, sustainability, and we're growing our wellness programming uh, with you all, which is really exciting. Um, so I have the pleasure of, um, you know, working with the team to run the operation. That's, it's amazing. It's an amazing, beautiful spot. We've had, um, how many wellness retreats did we have? Four this past summer or three? We had three, three. yeah, three uh, wellness retreats this past summer. And it's just a beautiful spot. And it really surprised me, Laura, how many, how many of the people that came that had never been here. 
I know, I hear that feedback. And I'm relatively new to Ellawa Farm. I joined here just over a year ago. And so I'm getting familiar with the community and we're on the west side of town. Um, really, we share uh, a savannah across from Hallis Hall where the Chicago Bears train. But I've been amazed to hear that, um, you know, a lot of our uh, people and customers who come had never heard of us. So we're kind of a best kept secret, but we're looking to, you know, just do more programming and attract more people to our campus in a variety of ways, whether they're interested in gardening or wellness or cooking or buying from a local farmer or from our garden. Um, yeah, we just want to grow our presence here in the North Shore. It's amazing. Agreed. So if I can just hop on into it, <laughs> um, what could you say to the connection between the cooking, the farming, the wellness? Like you seem to have a little bit of a wavelength here and I'm just wondering how you thread all of that together. Sure. So I think, you know, for us, we try and um, offer programming that falls under food and agriculture and to be a center for those things and really help um, our community connect or reconnect with the food system. I think that's so integral to who we are as humans and as the food system has grown and industrialized in the last 50 years, we've kind of um, become a little bit more separate from it than we ever have in our human history. So I think we have, um, you know, just the privilege of helping folks reconnect to that. So, um, and what's cool is that you, we kind of hit on so many different interests that we see people get reconnected to the food system through cooking food or eating food and being interested in that way or through, you know, putting their hands in the soil and learning to grow a certain plant or just walk outside and see the bees and the pollinators and the birds. So it's a really, um, you know, such a privilege to just get to see this reconnection happen with our community. Absolutely. And I, I feel like that you make such a valid point that I want to ask Zach about now. Like the idea of people connecting like with the meals that they're they're making. So as opposed to just going through a fast food place or throwing something in the microwave, Zach, with your expertise, like what can you speak to as far as how that can really facilitate health for people to be more engaged with the food that they prepare and where they source it from? Yeah, I think uh, one of the main things I try to teach people when it comes to nutrition or overall wellness in general is to talk about uh, cooking your own food and knowing where your food comes from. You know, so many of us have just gotten into these habits of just going to the grocery store and picking up whatever and going home and eating and not really knowing what's actually in it. Mm. Um, and that's a problem, right? Because that's why when things become convenient like that, if it's really easy, even if it doesn't taste good to go to the grocery store and pick up a apple pie and eat it really quick, that's a lot of calories and it's a lot of like poor calories, a lot of preservatives, other things like that. And so if you can um, connect with a local farm or you know, come to a, a wonderful place like Eloa where they have farmer's markets, it really helps to um, inspire you to be healthier and to cook more and to learn. And that's what I loved about like when Laura and I first met is like uh, how like the direction that you were taking with Eloa. And I just think it's so incredible to be able to look at it from a holistic picture. You know, and that's the one thing I think that, 
you know, when we're younger people, we kind of take it for granted. I don't know about you two, but like, sure. you know, like when I was either, when obviously when I was in high school and college, but then, you know, you go on and you're a young trainer and you're just like, yeah, eat this many calories. This, this is your macro count. Just do this. Who cares really where like, you know, when I was actually coming out of college, there was a guy that did the Twinkie diet. I don't know if you guys remember the Twinkie <laughs> no. diet, but it was like his whole goal was to prove as long as you have calories in, calories out. It didn't really matter mm-hmm. because you would lose weight, which in theory is true, but you might feel like garbage. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you know where your food comes from and you have a local farm, like, um, it goes a really long way to uh, feeling your best. I completely agree. Laura, what kind of classes do you guys offer for people to get involved and to understand, like, how to grow their own food or I mean all of these things there's so many different dynamics that you can think about when it comes to preparing your own food and where you source it from but like what does Aloha offer for the community? Yeah so we're excited um, to just offer a new curriculum of programs um, in this 2021 season and we're you know still figuring out what we can do virtually and what we can do here on site when the weather warms up but um, you know we want it to be a comprehensive kind of from seed to plant curriculum so and try and hit different age groups and different interests so you know having some gardening basic classes that are outside in the farm so it can be very tactile and sensory so you can see the plant as it's growing Um, you know when you learn about a you know pruning a tomato plant you can actually do that so it can be experiential in that so we want to do you know basic garden classes around uh, vegetables, edible perennials, flowers, um, working to, you know, a little bit more advanced classes and also specialty crops, like how to grow your own mushrooms, beverage courses, um, you know, how to make kombucha, you know, wine pairing, how to make botanical cocktails, to how to cook within the season. So when we change from spring, summer, fall to winter, what's available? Because we find that there's, you know, We are in a culture where you can get anything at the grocery store any time of the year, but what does it really mean to be in season and how do we adapt our diets? Because when we do that, we get fruits and vegetables, you know, and grains that are higher density in nutrition, better flavor. Um, So we're excited about the the culinary classes. Um, And then, um, you know, sustainability classes on how, you know, when you're at home, how do you manage your lawn care in a more sustainable fashion to, you know, our wellness classes, which, you know, we're so excited to partner with you all on, you know, how can you be in your own home or outside or in nature and, you know, really reap the benefits of, of, you know, wellness through nature. Danny, I see you kind of geeking out over there. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like the, whole time, the whole time Laura's talking, if, if you guys could see this. <laughs> Open mouth. Yeah. Smile. I mean, Danny's sold. <laughs> Danny's just geeking out in here. Um, I'm going to be at all of these classes. And I was going to say, like. Especially so, the kombucha one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Danny, um, you know, when you're talking about overall wellness and when you're, you know, you're hearing Laura talk about these classes, what does that, like, inspire inside of you from a wellness perspective? Like, what does that make you think? of when it comes to overall wellness for uh, for an individual? Well, to take it uh, very personal, for me, I think that nature is this amazing mirror of ourselves, of our mental health. And I tend to notice that when I'm taking care of my plants at home, um, they reflect where I'm at. It's like a good mental health check. 
So when my plants are thriving, it is usually because I'm investing the time and the effort to take care of them on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. This, this goes to not only watering, but checking their soil, checking their leaves, washing their leaves because that helps to fight against pests um, and to also, you know, preventative care against certain types of pests. And there's neem oil. I mean, there's so much to learn about plants. And so when you really get into it, I find it super enjoyable. I find it very soothing and meditative to work with plants, even though it can be a little overwhelming at first because you're like, what do I do? <laughs> but that's kind of the journey. And I think that it's a really good mirror of how to be a human. It, I mean, no one really has a perfect answer. It's kind of trial and error and, you know, learning from other people of what, what has worked for them and then trying to find your own way as well. And I find that when my plants are not doing so good, when they do get sick, um, it's usually because I'm not taking care of myself. And so it's just this amazing mirroring effect. So all of these classes are so exciting because it's enriching. And the fact that people can take time to learn these amazing skills is, is just imperative for overall health because what you feed yourself, metaphorically speaking, as well as literal, um, that's going to grow. What you water is going to grow. So if you struggle with mental illness, and I can absolutely attest to that, um, you know, if, if you let yourself dwell in those places, they'll keep growing. They'll get bigger and bigger. And so it's important to find things that feed your soul and that are healthy for you. And all of these enriching classes that you're offering to your community at Aloha Laura. It's just like, that's a huge thing for people not only to spend the time learning about something that can enrich themselves, um, but it's also something that gives them the tools to continue that practice there on and after. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I really um, loved about the wellness retreat, not to pat ourselves on the back. So anyways, what we're so great at everybody <laughs> is that um, we had this meditative walk this, this summer and the grounds here just is beautiful as we've said. And so we didn't have to do much. We just had to direct people, give them, you know, the, the place or the space. Danny did a wonderful job at, at giving them a little talk before we all went out. And then there was this wonderful space that they were given to be able to walk and just kind of self reflect. And I think sometimes when you're at your most uh, stressed or um, things that aren't going your way, just getting in the woods or walking around a beautiful place can be so helpful. Um, and so Laura, can you tell us like a little bit kind of a, uh, the background of Eloa and like kind of how this farm came to be? And, and Sure. Part? So um, the farm was built in 1917 for the A. Watson Armour family. So um, it was built by uh, A. Watson and his wife, Elsa. So that's where the name Eloa comes from. It's a composite of Elsa and A. Watson. Um, and he was part of the family that ran Armour & Company, which was the largest meatpacking company in the world at the turn of the 20th century. So if you've ever heard the phrase, you know, this has everything but the oink, it came from Armour & Company. So they were a big part of the Chicago stockyards. Uh, this family had a residence uh, along Lakeshore Drive and then developed Eloa as their country residence. So um, 
you know, the buildings here are architecturally significant because they were uh, designed by David Adler, who's a very well-known architect, as well as Alfred Hopkins. Um, and so this was the country estate, and it was also a working farm. I mean, there was horses, there were cattle, chickens. Behind my office used to be, you know, where the chickens were kept. Um, and our farm, our two-acre farm, was their 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 vegetable and cutting flower garden. So we have it modeled very similarly to how it was a hundred years ago. Um, so this is, you know, there was a group of farmhands who were working here. Um, so that, you know, it's been an operational farm in some iteration since it was developed in 1917. It was then passed to another family in the fifties and then sold to the city of Lake Forest um, at the, you know, early 2000s and that's when our foundation was formed as a nonprofit to um, adapt it to today's use and do programming to reconnect the community to food and agriculture. What also makes this property really unique um, for those who haven't been here yet is, you know, we have our farm campus, but then behind us is over 600 acres of um, high quality native grass savanna, which there's only two of these high quality native grass savannas in North America. And this oh, is one of them in wow. Lake Forest. Um, so the other one? Uh, people okay. always ask me that. Damn it. <laughs> doing Google. So good. I know. I know, and I haven't yeah. even Googled it yet. Yeah. But I read it on some like interpretive sign yeah. on the Savannah, and I was like, noted. Noted, nice. For so, when I'm in interviews, but like you're the second person yeah. who right? asked me Sorry that. About that. Sorry so I'm like, about okay, that. I need to follow up on that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful. You can just there's you know miles of trails. Um, you know, there's the sandhill cranes that migrate through here and, and nest in the spring. Um, what's also unique, as I mentioned earlier, is that the Chicago Bears training facility is also right behind us. And then on the other side is Lake Forest open lands yeah. land. So there's more conservation land, beautiful old oaks. I mean, it's just this, I think, where we're at is so unique to the state of Illinois, to North America, and it's just a huge privilege to be able to, you know, be on some land that's so beautiful and that we have, we can help steward. That's fantastic. Um, by the way, you passed. Well done on knowing Illinois history. <laughs> I know. That was... That was totally on the spot. Everybody. That was impressive. So yeah. That was, that really was impressive. I, I She's do have a, I have a follow-up question with you because, um, you know, obviously being in the nutrition side of things, uh, knowing where your veggies come from and knowing the quality of those veggies is really hard, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to a grocery store and it says organic, but how is that organically grown mm -hmm. is a whole different ball game, right? Like we think as long as it says organic, then it's healthy to eat where, you know, that could mean a wide variety of growing practices. Yeah. But I do know, like, you guys really take that seriously. Yeah. And um, how do you do your farming practices here? And, um, I mean, you should see their vegetables. They're beautiful, right, Danny? I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah. like, the best veggies that you can buy, I think, around for sure. So like the happiest bumblebees I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, can you, like, tell us a little bit about how your farming practices are a little bit different here? 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we do follow um, organic practices and regenerative practices, but we're not certified. I mean, because we are a small local farm and right. we're super transparent, we have tours all the time, we can come show you um, what we're doing out in the field. We don't feel like it's necessary to go through that certification process. And that's, you know, it's a federal labeling system, and that's a whole other conversation about the nuances of that. But, um, you know, we do follow all of the practices where, you know, we are not using any synthetic chemical herbicides, um, pesticides, and we don't uh, use any herbicides on our lawn. So in addition to our two acres of farm production, we are surrounded by a lot of turf lawn, um, which is, you know, the case for a public garden. But in the summer, you'll notice there's a lot of clover and there's a lot of happy bees that are buzzing around and we don't use any chemicals for lawn management, which is very unusual mm -hmm. um, as well. Because we're mindful that, you know, we don't want, um, you know, chemicals to be sprayed because that can be, you know, harmful to us. It can be uh, taken up by the plant. And we're also cognizant that we're surrounded by the savanna, which is ecologically significant. So we don't want anything to drift over there. And we see that there's an actual benefit between our sustainable agriculture and the pollination that goes on here with, you know, the ecosystem and wildlife that's in the savanna. So, um, you know, besides not using any chemicals, we follow a lot of the traditional organic practices of crop rotation, um, you know, planting in plant families. So we move that around. You know, we move like the nightshade family or the cucurbit family around and rotate it in our farm each year because that helps to naturally keep pest and disease populations down. We use compost as our main form of fertilizer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are the main things that we do. And we know that um, the, the health of the soil directly affects the health of the plant. With that, which then affects our health as yeah. humans. Um, because the healthier the soil, the more nutrient density of the plant, um, and also the, the time of harvest to when we consume is also really important. And that's why local is so important. Because if you can eat uh, a vegetable the day or the day after it was harvested, it has so many more nutrients in it than something that was shipped seven days ago, or if you think about how tomatoes are transported um, in this country from California or Mexico, they're harvested green, and then they're put into the back of a truck where there's um, a hormone agent, ethylene gas, that's pumped into the back of the truck, which is a ripening agent. So by the time it gets to Juul, you know, five days after it was harvested, or three to five days, it's red, but the inside of it is kind of white or pink. Mm -hmm. And that's because it was kind of artificially ripened. Right. And so that nutrition and taste is not there. And yeah. that's why, you know, it's so amazing to see someone try a vine ripened heirloom tomato and be like, holy cow. Yeah, right. This is so different than... Yeah kind of the garbage you get at the grocery store. Yeah, and I think that's where, like, the experience of food takes over, right? Like, if you, like, slow down and pay attention to what you're actually consuming versus just gobbling stuff down, it, it's incredibly different to taste, like you said, like an heirloom tomato, like, right off the vine. Um, and it's also really important from a microbiome perspective, which, you know, um, for those of you that have taken or are going to be taking our, our next class that's coming up here, 
Um, the microbiome is really important to have like composted soil and have um, the soil that's rich in, uh, in healthy, good bacteria that we can eat. And um, that will establish good quality gut health and totally impact your quality of life. And so I can't stress like the importance of, you know, if you don't live in this area and you're listening, cause we know we have global followers, <laughs> we got it. Yeah. Um, so, but I would still recommend to find uh, a local garden that has similar practices. That's so important. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they do have to be certified because that is a, a, a hoop that some places jump through, but it doesn't necessarily make them good or bad. And so, um, you know, Eloa Farm is a, is a prime example of a place that cares about their farming practices and it really shows in their food. If you taste stuff from here or if you just see it, you see vibrant colors. It's just beautiful. I mean, that Swiss chard that you brought us for that first wellness mm -hmm. retreat oh was goodness. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It was so great. Yeah. And just the varieties that you can get from a local farm. Um, you know, you don't, oftentimes you don't find that at the grocery store because that variety, um, may blemish more easily or doesn't ship across country as well. So we've really, um, as an industry, you know, kind of condensed the varieties that we're consuming and shipping. And so, you know, I, in my experience of doing youth education on the farm, you know, Kids and adults had never seen, you know, a yellow carrot, purple carrot, yellow beet, um, you know, all sorts of this, you know, amazing, beautiful palette of vegetables because that's not what we're growing on an industrial level. Right. And if I can just make like a little plug for meditation, <laughs> um, mindfulness, when we get into the practice of, of being mindful, you can quite literally practice this in any moment, in any situation, because the idea is that you are just fully immersed in the present moment. So when we're talking about food, it, it can be a good practice to just give it a try. Like, you know, when you next time you go to the grocery store, you pick up fast food, like, okay, you know what? I'm a human. You're a human. I get it. There's no judgment there. But just check in and see how you feel after you're done eating. Mm -hmm. Because oftentimes what I have discovered is that my body responds immediately to what I'm eating. And the response is either sluggishness, like, oh, mm -hmm. that was heavy and now I need like a bunch of water or a peppermint or something to just like kind of wake my senses up to feel better. Or I'll eat something that like say I prepared, there's avocado in it, there's mushrooms, there's beets. And all of a sudden, my person just feels so grateful that I just gave it love. There's such a difference. And when you get into the practice of gardening, learning how to grow your own your own vegetables, there is something so thrilling about picking a tomato that you grew from seed, taking a bite, and going, holy cow, this <laughs> yeah. is what tomatoes taste like? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to get kids more open to trying fruits and vegetables. You know, in my experience of, of working with kids, um, and particularly, you know, kids on the south and west side of Chicago where there's not a lot of fresh food availability, um, you know, there's often a resistance to like, oh, I've never had a cherry tomato, or this kind of freaks me out. But when you've had a hand in in growing it and you're really proud of it, you become more open to trying it. And then when you learn how to cook with it, you're more open to trying your own food versus being like presented with, here's this new and strange, 
you know, meal, you should like it. It's like, no, you need to participate in the process. I think, like, from personal experience with Wesley, I love gardening with him uh, because it allows for, like, he literally eats every vegetable from our, like, straight from our garden. He goes out there and just dives right in, and all of a sudden, I'm like, dude, I have no tomatoes left. Like, you ate them all. Wesley, you're three-year-old. He's going on 36. Yeah, yes. And Danny does like like to say, he is about three years old, and, or he is three years old, and he'll tell you he's 25. Or 26. (laughs) If you ask him how old he is. So, uh, but he's got a very sophisticated palate, and that loves the tomatoes. This loves the tomatoes. Um, so I think that's just wonderful, and I think if you have not been out to Elwha, please come visit. Um, I would like to, to transition a little bit into um, something in the near future here, Laura, um, and, and the um, wellness retreat, the virtual wellness retreat. Um, and I think that um, with this wellness retreat idea, we're trying something new. We're trying to incorporate like the two concepts of Focus Results and Elwha Farm, and and get the chefs involved, get the garden staff involved, get Danny and I and our team involved, and it's just been a lot of fun to do Mm -hmm. so far. It's called Spring into Wellness, and it's going to be kicking off on March 1st. We are going to offer a full week of about 25 minutes of content. You will have meditation clips by yours truly, namaste. (laughs) You will have fitness videos between myself offering yoga and Zach, and we're going to have, oh, you want to pepper it in here? What what you're going to be putting down? Lots of jump ropes since I just practice a lot. <laughs> Lots of burpees. Uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, and Laura, you want to plug in what Aloha is offering? Sure. It's super exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, we are thrilled to partner uh, on this retreat. And so, you know, what we're contributing to the mix is, um, you know, some little garden tutorials, cooking tutorials. So, you know, how to incorporate plants and nature into your home um, so you can find, you know, the restorative properties there. So we'll have, um, you know, a few clips on um, getting ready for the spring garden, how to start your own seeds at home, how to take care of your house plants, because they can be a little bit tricky. Huge one, for sure. Um, And then also, you know, our chef will be doing some demos on, um, you know, how to properly cut meat and vegetables and some knife tricks, which will be some nice little life hacks, I think. And then, you know, how to make herbal tea, bone broth. So I think it'll just pair nicely with, um, you know, the meditation and and fitness components of the retreat. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, all people kind of are welcome into this because this is an opportunity just to feel better. And so, uh, you know, I want to stress that, like, I think if you're at all different levels of fitness or um, stress levels, this is a great opportunity. I mean, a lot of us are going through a lot of stressful times right now, and it's a really good time to self-reflect and work on whatever it is that you need to work on personally. And that might be cooking skills, so that might be your main thing you're looking into, but then all of a sudden you get into meditation and you think meditation's awesome. And that's kind of what we want from this wellness retreat is just to give an opportunity to people to kind of self-reflect. Uh, reflect and explore themselves over uh, the course of a week. Absolutely. Um, I think to tie this up, my favorite part working with both of you is knowing that what we offer, although we can banter and have so much fun and laugh, um, I believe our intentions are truly aligned and that we know life can be 
kind of chaotic. It's just kind of the nature, right? You, you've got balance. So there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs and there's a lot of walls in between. And that's usually where we struggle um, to find our true north. And especially in this day and age with COVID and everything, um, we just want to support as many human beings as possible. We just want to offer our love and our experience on what feeds our soul and how we can help you to feed yours. Do you guys agree? 100% agree. Yes. <laughs> if it wasn't COVID, it'd be a group hug right now. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> um, we want to obviously thank you, Laura, for having us out here today. I mean, it was really special. And if you guys could see what we're looking at right now, mm. the beautiful like sunset over the savanna, yeah, and yeah. it's really pretty. So um, it, we really want to thank you for taking the time to kind of uh, spend with us here. And um, you know, please look forward to our, our next stuff that's coming up. Our website has always got stuff going on. Um, you can see stuff on our Facebook page, Instagram. Uh, and obviously always drop us a message if you want us to talk with, uh, about something, a specific topic, or if you want to be on our podcast. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I, we promise. I promise. I can, I can vouch. <laughs> yes. Laura, thank you so much for having us out and thank you for joining us on our podcast. It's truly yeah. a pleasure to pick your brain and to just share your of course thank you for having me and thank you for being such great friends to Aloha of course you're welcome yes <laughs> all right everyone be safe stay warm stay healthy and uh, stay focused stay <laughs> focused getting there stay <laughs> stay focused namaste